Do you hate your family? And I know that's a weird way to start the show out. It feels weird, right? Ooh, I hate my family. Uh, let me rephrase it. Uh, do you dislike your family? If you do, what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to confront them about that? Or are you supposed to fake your way through it? And that's what we're going to try to figure out by the end of the show today. So welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy podcast. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. It's going to be a weird episode today, too. I'm going to read this note in a couple of minutes that I wrote to my ex-wife. Uh, well, she was still my wife at the time. Like Right the first time she told me that she was unhappy, I wrote this note to her. And I haven't really read all the way through it since almost three years now. So we're going to read it together because I want to show you the progress of healing of anyone going through a breakup right now. We're going to laugh today, too. It's going to be, going to be all over the place. Welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy podcast. I'm Steve Kramer, and I do this sh- show with my mom. She's literally the greatest human and has got the best advice ever, and you'll see why if you're brand new. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. I want to start with the show, the show doing this today because this was so funny to me on Instagram. Very rarely do I laugh out loud at Instagram stuff. We all say LOL, but no one's actually laughing out loud. But some of the stuff you guys were telling me the other day was making me just howl because it was so <laughs> funny. Uh, I put on my social media, I put on Instagram that Kiki, my chihuahua, has the most terrible digestive issues like once a week. And she literally will like poop all over. the. She only chooses the worst place to poop. I have hardwood floors almost throughout my whole house, but I have one rug in the living room. And for some reason she decides to poop right there. Now this happens when this rug is going to, has to be just burned because there's no way it's going to get saved. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, if I'm going to stay here or what, but I'm just kind of letting this disgusting rug sit there for now, but I, you know, I clean it the best I can. And so I went on social media, went on Instagram the other day. I was like, Hey, listen, I, I'm willing to bet that my child my five pound chihuahua has done something more infuriating than anybody else's actual child in the last 24 hours. <laughs> and so uh, you guys started responding with the funniest stories. And this oh, is like, I, I don't so have funny. this, I don't have this perspective, right. Of what, <laughs> of what it's like to have a kid. I only know what it's like to have a chihuahua. I've had chihuahuas for the last 10 years. So that's, <laughs> that's all I know. So let's go through mom. I want to go through some of these. Okay. And yes, so we can kind of laugh that, okay? Pooped in toilet, put her finger in the poop, and then finger painted in the toilet. <laughs> uh, locked us out of our house by closing the sliding door shut when it has a child safety lock. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, my son, too, locked me out of the house, which is that common? Did I ever lock you out of the house, Mama? This, this it seems to be a... No, but I, theme. no, but I locked Brian in the car one time. Oh my God. I don't think you're allowed to tell that story. Okay. <laughs> that just took, yeah, that just took a sad turn. Uh, my son, two years old, locked me out of the house within, in a hundred degree weather with him and a newborn inside, um, ran for me for an hour. As I would get closer to catch him, he would just wait and run. <laughs> um, <laughs> lost a headlight on the highway and made me listen to her run across four lanes of traffic to get it. That's really crazy. Yeah. Oh my Um, gosh. 
my son, I'll just say C blocked my husband and I, that's when I got the most responses of parents being like, yes, my, my kid always has a way of ruining sexy time with my significant other. Uh, my kid decided to throw pink balls of clay to the ceiling, then decided that she, that she needed an accent wall to go with it. <laughs> Um, decided since we didn't allow him to play with his dolphins in the sink, that he would play with them in the toilet. Um, this is, let's see, it said, uh, my daughter shit in the bathtub when I was in it. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. (laughs) That one made me really laugh. Oh my goodness. Uh, this one said my kid did the same thing as Kiki because he couldn't find the toilet paper. It was right next to him. Uh, threw a remote and broke my 50 inch TV two weeks after I just paid the credit card bill off uh, <laughs> uh, spent $600 on Fortnite by the way they will not refund the money back <laughs> oh, God. Uh, told me that I should be a cow for Halloween because I have a big belly like they do oh no, gosh that reminds Lord. me of when you told Grand she was just so fluffy <laughs> yeah. Kids are wild. Kids are wild, man. How did you end up locking Brian in the car? Nowadays, you'd literally be arrested for this. So luckily, this was probably uh, in the 80s where you could just do whatever you wanted when oh, you were yeah, a parent. Oh, yeah. It was but. in 1979 because he was only like two months old and I was parked on the top deck of this parking lot and yeah. locked my keys in the car. Oof. I don't remember how I did that, but I can tell you I flipped out. And remember that he was born July 6th. So this is like in August or September. It was hot as hell that day. And I literally, I was parked on the top deck of this parking lot and there was no one around. And I literally started screaming and running through those decks. How old were you at this point? Well, I I was 27. That's how old I was when he was born. And... I guess they had security cameras and the security guard came up there on a golf cart and was like, ma'am, calm down, calm down, calm down. I was like, oh my God, my baby is going to die. He's going to die. It's so hot. And fortunately he did not wake up. He was asleep. And I was thinking, well, hell, he may be dead. Oh my God. It was so (laughs) terrible. That's that's not a good time for a kid to be asleep. Oh no, no, no. And I mean, this, this whole scenario was like, 10, maybe 15 minutes, but it's that's a long time, like a lifetime. And the guy had some sort of key or contraption to get my car opened. Oh my God. And I picked him up and he was soaking wet and he never woke up. He was so oh sweet. My God. He was just Mom. That was his, that was horrible. That's terrible. Yeah. That was terrible. Bad. Yeah, mom. That's really bad. Bad mom. Bad mom. <laughs> oh geez. That was terrible. Well, if you want to add to our infuriating child list, you've got something that you're just like, you're not going to believe this. Like kids are just so, because to me, Chihuahua is the worst case scenario. But if your kid has done something, you're just, just really just drove you crazy. I think they're always funny stories. So you can call us at 888-Kramer8. My mom got a compliment today on our podcasting skills that make you feel good. (laughs) From my peer, from my my friend Kim, whose yeah. microphone I borrow, she was like, she's a year younger than me, so she's 66, and she was going, 
Well, yeah, but isn't it cool that we can do this at our age? Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't know. I suppose it's cool. <laughs> I think about that all the time, actually. I think about how the fact that we can pull this off every day with a mom that's across the country is, you know, that's seven, 67 years old. Yeah. Like, it's uh, it's impressive. So, which she does, she does voiceover work, though. Even uh-huh. That's she, pretty cool to be able to figure that act- out. Yeah, she's an actress. Mm. Um, yeah, so she does some some voiceovers and she's got all kinds of equipment up there, but she also has a son that helps her work through the tech issues. And we were laughing about the stories of, okay, mom, go here, turn that, turn, oh, nope, turn it back, turn this. (laughs) You should feel good that you're able to pull this off at your age. I don't know a lot of 67 year old podcasters. So Right. The fact that you're you're doing it, you should be proud. I am. I am. In fact, I read a quote today. Can I do my quote now? Sure. Why not? Okay, because it applies to this. This is what I thought about when I read this quote by Gandhi. He says, live as if you were to die tomorrow. Learn as if you were to live forever. I love that. So I'm learning as if I'm going to live forever. Yeah, this podcast it needs to needs to be on for at least thirty years. So I'm gonna need to put in oh. at least <laughs> well, as much time and energy we've put to kick this off the ground. We're gonna need to put at least thirty years into it. I will win the award for the oldest podcaster. You might be. I don't know if you you may already be the oldest, really? the oldest podcaster. No. I actually I got on my mom the other day. I, I don't know of anybody older that's well, I'm sure some, you know, some celebrity, but I doubt they're the one that's actually producing it up, you know. Mm. Um, I, I got on my mom the other day because, you know, I, we, <laughs> I swear I need to get a free shipping.com endorsement as much as we talk about them, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I, I, I'm trying to save my mom some money and then teach her some tricks of saving money. And she was like, well, can you just go on and just do it for me? And I'm like, no, you need to keep learning at your age. You need to like, you can't stop learning. Cause you're gonna, like, you're just going to turn into an old person. I can't, I can't have you an old person. No, you know, I know I'm not an old person. Mm-mm. So we got to keep you on top of your games. And I think can't get the 13. best of you. Six plus seven is 13, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm in my teens, my teen years. Uh, I, uh, I told you yesterday that I found a letter that I wrote to my ex-wife the day that she said she wasn't happy. And this is a weird, that, that energy felt weird shift. Um, I, <laughs> um, I wanted to read it though, because a lot of people, come to me and are like, ask about divorce. Divorce is like a very, it has been for so long, such a a shameful thing in in everyone's mind, right? Of like, Mm -hmm. you don't really want to talk to anybody. So I've kind of been like the sounding board. But what I try to do through my divorce uh, was kind of be the, hey, like you can watch the journey, you kind of watch the journey of how it goes. And the ups and the downs and all the, but hopefully you're able to realize that by the end of it, it's I, I'm happier and healthier mm. than I've ever been in my mm-hmm. whole entire life. Yes. Uh, but that was a lot of work. I mean, that mm-hmm. was a lot of work and it all started. I can tell you the exact day. Now it all started October 14th, 2017. And I was on my anniversary. This is my wedding anniversary, my eighth year, ninth year. Uh, let's see, I got married in 2011, Mom. Yeah, I think that's 2010, right. 29. No, I think 2009, actually. 
Okay. I think I got married in 2009. Yeah. It wasn't 2010 yet. So I got married in 2009. So this is my eight-year wedding anniversary. And I had decided that we would go to Big Bear, which is like this uh, ski getaway town, probably maybe two, two and a half hours from San Diego, just to go to spend like a fall after a weekend up there. And I really, I didn't really have any signs that things were getting bad at this point. And we had gone and we had done some, a uh, few things and, uh, she, it was, it was nighttime. It was cold up there at that point. Cause it was October and we're up in the mountains and I went to get some firewood, came in and started a fire and, uh, I got this big blanket and we were in this little cabin and we were about to watch a movie. And I'm like, Hey, come over here and sit down. Let's watch this movie. And like, she had this look on her face and I was like, what? She's like, I, I, uh, I don't want to say, and I was like, you don't want to say, she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to say, um, what's going on. I'm like, well, just talk to me. Cause now I'm having like terrible anxiety. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm, I'm just not happy anymore. And I'm like, this is a first off an awkward place to say this, right? Like we're mm-hmm. a million miles from home. Um, so I'm like, all right, well, what do you want to do? And at this point, like she didn't know, which was kind of the reoccurring theme throughout the, our separation. And so I was like, all right, well, do you want to like go to bed or do you want to like, what do you want to do? And she's like, I just want to sleep separately tonight. And I was like, Okay, so she slept on the couch. I slept on the bed. I'm not sure why I got in the bed, but I did. Uh, so in hindsight, <laughs> it's even better. Uh, I so I, I I really honestly had no idea what was going on, but I remember I couldn't sleep that night, and so I wrote her this letter while I was sitting there trying to figure out. Now this is the very beginning of my marriage falling apart, and. The reason that I wanted to bring it up today was just kind of show anybody that's going through the process. Like this is where it began. The story began for me. Okay. So here goes the note. It says, dear Shannon, I really do appreciate you opening up to me tonight. I know that that doing so can be difficult for you, but I hope that if anything, it leads us to the next step in our relationship. Tonight was a shock for me. My best friend told me that our relationship doesn't make her happy anymore. That that's a tough pill to swallow. Because, of course, I take that personally. What did I do wrong? Overanalyzing everything along the way, wondering what, where I could have made a different turn to not put us in the spot we are tonight. Honestly, I'm lost. I feel so scared and out of control, and I don't know what to do. Here's what I, I do know is that I want to be happy. You are seriously one of the most amazing humans on the planet, and I would never want a day to go by where you felt that you weren't living your f- fulfilled life. Me, I have everything I want. The wife, the job, the house, the car, the family, the dogs, everything. I am living my dream. I've always said that out of everything in my life, I'm the most proud of our marriage. I've always felt that we've stood on a pedestal above the other, other couples. We clicked. We got each other. If there is such a thing as being on the same wavelength as another human, that was us. To me. You make me happy. I don't think about you without smiling, even if it's internally. You're just my little princess. With that said, you are a rambling soul, always wanting your independence and your space and your life. And as you're learning, that's just not what marriage is. Your life becomes our life, a new set of boundaries created by two of us through trials and tribulations through life. 
Tonight, what hurt me the most was how you alluded that the last 10 years have been a waste as you followed me around the country. I forgot she had mentioned that part. Mm. Um, she kind of had said something like, I just feel like I'm wasting my life uh, by following your radio career or something like that. Mm. I hate that's how you see it. Obviously, I'm not in your shoes, so I'll never know what it's like to follow someone's career. I just wish that you could see all the fun memories and amazing things that we have and you have done not as a waste, but as a pretty cool chapter in your book of life. Uh, we got, uh, you got five years to work in one of the biggest magazines in the world with no financial pressure. You got to move out of uh, Panama city, see and experience three different States and cities, meet some of your best friends to this day, move to the state you've always wanted to live in. Uh, you started your own blog and made some amazing online friends. You talk to all the time. You got to be on Conan. Uh, you bought and remodeled your own home in arguably one of the best cities in the country. And notice how I didn't even mention anything that you and I did as a couple. Tonight when you said it's easiest just for me to stay, I agree. Because she had mentioned that too. I kind of forget how the conversation went to be honest with you. But I remember she saying like it's just a lot easier if I just stay with you. Uh, we sacrificed and did a lot to create this easy life. It's, uh, this easy life didn't come so easy. We just ironed out so many kinks that we deserve for it to be easy now. I don't know what it's going to take to make you happy. And that's the uneasy part to me. As your husband, I just want to fix this. I just want to make you happy. But I do know that I will do whatever I can in my power to do it. But we both know that your happiness will never come from me, nor a friend, nor a trip, or anything. It comes from within. Because I think something she had mentioned is like, I just want to travel more and go do more things. But I feel like with your schedule, we're just not able to do that. Mm -hmm. oh, da, 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 da. With that said, I do think there are things that, uh, that I can do better to make you happier in this marriage. And those are things that I'm 100% willing to do. Another thing I'm seriously thinking about so much right now is how much I hate that I avoid confrontation. So many things I wish I could have said in the moment to steer away from that moment that we are in now. But in fear that you would get mad in order just to keep the peace, I was silent on. That was a disservice to us. I'm truly sorry. I'm curious where this will all lead. Curious isn't the right word. Terrified. Will this be a down on a roller coaster of a marriage? And after a course correcting only to boost us higher, or will you find that you're truly happy without me? Yes, terrified is the right word. What I'm thankful for is that we have a strong foundation for whatever happens next. Unlike the last time, she had left in 2011 for a couple of months too, which mm -hmm. – um, so la like unlike last time where we had so many issues to overcome – as long as you are being open and honest about everything, then luckily we don't have to do anything from the ground up. Because I'd ask her, I'm like, is there somebody else? Is there, are you interested in somebody else? And she had said no. Uh, blah, blah, blah. What I do know is that I'm thankful for the past 10 years. It has been absolutely incredible, ups and downs for sure, but thankful for it all. I will always be grateful for all that you've done for me in my life. When we got back together last time, I said I, I wanted no more surprises. I'm disappointed that we are here again, but we are, and that's okay. And if we do decide that, that we are supposed to be together, it's something that we will continue to work on. I am here. I'm not mad. I'm your husband. I'm your best friend. I will fight for us, and at the same time, I will fight for you to be happy. 
I love you more than you will ever know. I want you to have that same kind of love for your life that I do for you. Uh, love you always and forever, Stephen. Mm. So, I guess mm. like that was so that was the very beginning, right? That was like the shock, the panic. When any anytime somebody wants to split up, mm-hmm. uh, there comes that like initial. What am I supposed to do? Like, blah, 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 blah. and that person that wrote that note seems so insecure about being alone mm-hmm. and so scared of like what life looked. And he was, he was mm-hmm. so scared where he's like, I'll do anything. And what the, what it's been almost three years removed person that's like kind of looked through this is looking back on it saying, like I want to, I want to be happy with myself first. <laughs> and I had put so much happiness into that marriage and like dependent on her. You know, I, I, I catch myself now. If I ever meet somebody, I'm like, Oh, you make me so happy. That's like a red flag. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to allow someone to make me so happy, that person can also make me so sad too. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it almost shows me the codependency of that relationship mm-hmm. that was so scary to me. And I, and I was, and I think you can see in that that note, I was always trying to be respectful. I don't want to be with anybody that doesn't want to be with me. Mm-hmm. But I, she, it was always difficult with her to try to figure out what it was that was going to make her happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how it started on what October thirteenth, twenty seventeen, and then I guess it was another six months before we actually finally split up. But I guess in hindsight, what I want to say about it is you won't realize how strong you can be until you have to go through that. Right. And even how, even like so many cracks in your relationship, you can't see when you're so close to it. Mm -hmm. The way that I alluded to that marriage was so perfect. You know, like Mm -hmm. it was like, Oh my God, we were just living this awesome life. And Mm -hmm. the truth was we weren't, Mm -hmm. but I think I was so scared to be alone it just didn't matter. Like I could overlook it. I could make myself believe that it was this perfect situation versus truly having the strength and ability to look at a situation objectively mm-hmm. and really uh, analyze what we both needed versus like, okay, well, what do you need? I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. What do you need this? You need this. Like I'll just, whatever you want, I'm just going to do it so that we'll be happy. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mom thoughts on all that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, have lots of thoughts on that, but you know now that one of your big problems in your marriage was the lack of communication, true communication, because um, she would shut down and um, you didn't want to be confrontational. And you also, you know, sought professional help and encouraged her to do likewise with you or on her own, uh, which she chose not to do. And so, you know, I am so, so happy that you took the necessary steps to determine who you are and what you need and what you brought to that relationship and what you deserved. Um, and that takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. It's intense. It's painful. It's hard. But as you can say today, 
coming out on the other side of that, you now know yourself. You now know yourself and you know what you need and you know who you are. And, you know, that is worth its weight in gold. So honestly, if it took 11 years of a relationship to bring you to the place where you could discover who you are and who you're meant to be, then I would say that was a good investment of time because that's how we learn about ourselves is through relationships, through relationships. Well, I mean, it, it could have been a little shorter. So, <laughs> I mean, I if I could learn those same lessons in like three years, that would have been great. But right. uh, Well, you know, you learned a lot. You yeah. learned a lot that will serve you for the rest of your life. I think that even listening back, and I've said this many times, especially on the Uncensored podcast that I did with my last radio show was like, it's all about communication. It literally mm-hmm. is. And if you're in a, a relationship right now where you are saying the same thing I did, where it's like, well, I want to bring this up. But it's just going to cause a fight. I don't want to like get this person upset. Mm-hmm. That is the kiss of death. That yes. is literally the kiss of death. And it, to address that now, you may have a chance to like, say, if you really love this person, I would start working on that immediately right. because you got to find a way to communicate. And I, if if we did, I can't say that we'd be in the same situation that we that we are today. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, I don't know. Right. But I just know we could not communicate with each other. So yes, there we go. So I don't know if that was uh, helpful to anybody, but um, oh, just I'm to sure kind of show it, the journey, you know, I'm sure it was everything that come when it comes to uh, to a divorce. And I know ho- hopefully it makes you feel not so alone if you're going through that process right now. Uh, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'll take a quick break. When we get back, we got to do ask my mom cause it's Thursday already. And we will, uh, wh- what do you do if you don't like your family? Are you supposed to fake it or are you supposed to confront it next on the certified mama's boy podcast? All right, ask my mom here in a couple of minutes. If you don't like your family, do you fake it or do you confront it? And uh, could use your phone calls today on this one because I don't know. I don't know. We'll get to it here in just a few. First off, it's certified fans time. These are the amazing people that keep this podcast going. People that say, yeah, I got five extra bucks a month. I can uh, I can help support this show. And by doing so, it comes with a lot of extra perks. One that I did not expect was a whoop whoop from my mom. <laughs> And now it's a, it's going back and making sure that we're paying up on all the whoop whoops. It's been crazy. So mom, here's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm sure there's people that have reached on Facebook saying I haven't got my whoop whoop yet. I just want to do the newest members today. And then we can kind of go back and we can start catching up with people that we've missed. Okay. Okay. So we will say a special hello to our newest certified fans. And there's a lot today. So we're going to make sure we get everybody in here. Uh, it's a L E is that a L E A H. Aaliyah. Aaliyah? Uh-huh. I think it's Aaliyah. Aaliyah L-A-L-E-A-H. Is it Aaliyah or is it Ali? <laughs> anyway, Ali or Aaliyah L. Okay, Aaliyah L. And we said it wrong, we owe you another one. So right. we'll have to make good on that one. Okay. So Ali or Aaliyah L. Whoop, whoop. Hesperia, California. I have no idea where Hesperia is. I've never heard of Hesperia. Huh. Anyway, thank you, Ali or Aaliyah. Uh-huh. Uh, Tara K. Tara K. from La Mesa. Ooh, ooh. Brianna A. from Oceanside. Ooh, ooh. Morima S. from Lemon Grove. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, Amanda C. from San Diego. Ooh, ooh. 
Laura R. from Chula Vista. <laughs> Kara S. from Chula Vista. <laughs> Christina A. from Santee. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's been been upset because she's starting to get hoarse, and I'm sure it's not helping. Uh, oh, what a great you know problem what? to have! We will we'll we'll keep going with with more tomorrow. We still got a few more, but I think I want everyone to get their proper respect. So, for all of our newer certified fans, thank you so much. If you would like to be a certified fan, we would love for you to be one. Just text the word "fans" F A N S to 888-Kramer8, and we'll send you back details on how to be a fan. You get cool perks too i think the best perk is you get to be a part of our facebook group which i just saw someone post and i don't have it pulled up it's like this is so much fun it brings me so much happiness because it really has become such a good support group we kind of support people oh, and yeah. uh so hopefully you can um you can be a part of it so fans f-a-n-s to 888 kramer 8 all right ask my mom time we do these on tuesdays and thursdays and it's where you get a chance to write and ask my mom questions we got different perspectives and then Luckily, our you know our certified mama's boy family can call in too. Hopefully, you can, you can call in with your opinion or your situation, especially if you've been through something like this. Because I think that's always the best advice is people that have actually gone through the situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, this was a Instagram DM that I got. You can always email me at thatguykramer at gmail or you can just send me a DM at uh, thatguykramer. So this says, "Hey, I'm still here and listening." I have a question for Ask My Mom. My mother wants to get the whole family together in November for a photo session to take family pictures. I have issues with this because of how my family treats me. We don't get along. I've always felt judged by them and not accepted for who I am. On top of that, my brother has not talked to me for a year and has blocked all ways for me to contact him. And I don't even know why he did that or what I did wrong. I told my mom I don't want to do this photo shoot and pretend to be a happy family. How can we be in the same room for days with people who ignore me, uh, bully me, or judge everything that I stand for? Should I go and just suck it up and make my mom happy, or should I stand up for myself and don't go? I'm totally fine with them taking photos without me. It's just that my mom really wants us to uh, wants all of us in the picture, but on the other hand, she is also a big part of the family issues. And then I won't say her name, but uh, okay, well, yeah. what are you supposed to do when you don't like your family, uh, mom? You want to start with this one because I've got a pretty unique perspective on it. Okay. Um- I would say that she does need to stand up for herself, but in a different way than rebelling and not taking the photo. I think this is a great opportunity, and I don't know what the relationship is is like with mom. I hear her say that she's part of the problem. But what a great opportunity for you to have a conversation with your mom about why you don't feel connected to your family and to gain some insight into where she's coming from. I mean, I think it kind of goes back to our last conversation before the break, which is, you know, about communication, right? Right. Um, I don't think you're wrong. Now, let me tell you a situation that I went through with with our family Mm -hmm. is that my sister and I, and I don't remember what happened, but we got in a fight over something. And as two dramatic people, Maggie, more dramatic than me, obviously, um, we, uh, one thing got taken out of control and I said, listen, that's it. Like, I'm not, 
I'm not dealing with this. I'm not, I forget exactly what she said to me, but it was something really nasty. And I, some, I, I, I honestly don't remember. Uh, and I was like, fine. I actually, I, we have a text family group. And I said, listen, Maggie has crossed a boundary with me. I'm not going to, I have no plans on being part of this family until everything has resolved itself. And I didn't go on family. We, we do a, a Sunday family call with each other. And I didn't, I wasn't on that for a couple of months and I didn't talk to Maggie for a couple of months. And I, I don't remember how it got better, but I know the feeling where you're coming from because nobody can push your buttons like your family can because you love them so much. And so when they hurt you, it just hurts just even that much more, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, now here's the way that I, it, so in, in that moment, I know how you're feeling and I know that you don't want to go. I can't imagine at feeling the way that I felt after that conversation with Maggie and then like hopping in a family picture and being like, Hey, we're all happy. It just seems so fake and so phony. Mm-hmm. And one thing that people, I think that, that are drawn to this podcast, we're all pretty similar when it comes to authenticity. Uh, and so it's hard for you to go and just fire a smile and fake your way through it. Now, I always try to think about it from the other point of view too, of let's say that you were at your mother's funeral. Would you still be glad that you didn't take that photo? Or if you were at your brother's funeral, right? Cause we, we never know when this is going to be over with. Right. I right. Mean, all of us, right. I mean, anybody listening right now, we don't know when this life journey is going to be over with. Mm -hmm. So if you could really, I think if you could picture yourself looking at a person in a casket and still feel good about not showing up to a family thing, that's probably the right answer. Mm. That's probably the right answer. Now me personally in that situation, like I couldn't imagine looking at Maggie's coffin and be like, okay, well I'm glad that I didn't make make things better with her, Mm -hmm. you know? So that Mm -hmm. wouldn't be the answer for me, but I don't, we don't know enough about your family situation. Right. I mean, I think there are some things that, that family members can do to, to one another that can truly be mm-hmm. unforgivable right? and shouldn't be forgiven. I right. mean, I, I, well. I, I'm big on forgiveness, mm-hmm. but I mean, I don't think that just because that you are born into a family that mm-hmm. they have to be, that they can't betray you mm-hmm. and they can't do things that, to to you know disrespect you and they, they don't want to work on it and make it better i can see why you'd want to distance yourself so we don't know we don't right. know the full story right but i think that i mean mom what do you think about that that theory of like if you're if you could look at someone's dead body and still feel like that was mm. the right decision then it's probably the right decision mm. yeah and you know depending on the family dynamics i mean sometimes you do need to divorce yourself from your family of origin if they have you know been abusive and and caused to some real harm, um, you know, they need, you need to do that so that, that you don't get hurt even more. But I always think that if you have an opportunity, if you do love and care for your, your mom, your parents, and most of us do, that we should really try to work through our differences so that we can be a respected and full member of our families because families are important, but it's not always possible. It's not always sure. possible. So yeah, you have to search your soul and decide, you know, what it is you need to do. But if you can talk this over with your mom to help her understand how you feel and why you feel the way you do, then that could go a long way 
into, you know, to improving your relationship, not only with your mom, but with other family members too. And in the case of you and Maggie, you know, y'all both hurt each other by saying things that you may have misheard or were misinterpreted or whatever. But um, I can tell you when you showed up at her engagement party, that was as a surprise, and she knew that you had come all the way from San Diego for that moment. That was very healing because that was a way of saying how much you loved and cared for her by right. your actions, right? Not right. your words. Um, so, yeah, we just have to do our best with families. Families are hard, families are challenging, they do push our buttons. But if there is a way to save a relationship in a family, then I think it's always the best to do that. Uh, phone, the phone number is 888-Kramer8, 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8. Why don't you call, especially like, do you have to fake it with your family or have you ever put your foot down and been like, I'm just not going to do this. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And like, in hindsight, do you think you made the right decision? Because I think people probably do this pretty often, mm-hmm. but is it worth it? 888-Kramer8. Your phone calls could be really helpful today, so hopefully you'll you'll consider calling in. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to say really quick is that, you know, we oh, – I bring my family on here, and I got all these, these goofy characters, right? This really sweet mom, this crazy dad, this anxious sister, this weird brother. Um, but I don't want you to – I don't ever want to come across – like that we just have this perfect family because we are by no means <laughs> any l- less dysfunctional than than you and your family. Uh-huh. Uh, so All families I, are dysfunctional. Right. Just so I need to levels. make sure too that that doesn't come across because that can be I, – I, I want this podcast to always be as authentic as possible, right? Mm-hmm. So – I don't want it to be a thing where you're like, look at the, oh, well, the Yanceys can pull it off. Like, no, we can't. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that we have all survived together for so long and being so different <laughs> is a real, a real blessing. It so is. We'll but, keep trying to be as authentic with you as possible too about, you know, just family drama because it happens. It does. But at the end of the day, we all genuinely love each other. And yeah, if you can keep true. love at the center, then things always work out. <laughs> I feel like we're ending this episode like a 90s sitcom. Everybody's <laughs> hugging at the end and everything's just happy go lucky. No, don't worry. We could do episodes on Yancey family drama over the year. So it's true. This is true. Plenty of that. Plenty of that. <laughs> All right, mom. Well, what do you think? Is that, is that it for today? That's it. All right. Well, I love you. Love you forever. All right, good news time. Here at the end, we do good news. I try to get you pumped, make you feel motivated, because when you hear the bad news, you feel like crap. When you hear the good news, it's supposed to make you feel better. And we'll start in West Palm Beach, Florida. There is a company over there called Express Employment Professionals, and they've been putting on this drive through job fair, helping unemployed people find jobs, but like through a drive through One of the employees described the process as we're doing an interview kind of quick, a screening interview, and then we are basically trying to figure out what direction to head and have them go to our website and fill out an application and send their resume in to get them to the right place. And they're booking all kind of stuff from uh, warehouse jobs to administration work to IT stuff. Bought and sold tickets for sporting events and concerts. And um, obviously all the stadium, there's no more sports and there's no more concerts. So you can imagine, 
you know, how I'm doing. For Matt Thompson, the past few months have been tough. He's been out of work and stuck at home. Despite the setback, he remains positive that things will get better. A name out there and, and uh, get started again, hopefully, you know, provided everybody can get back going again. I mean, it's hard to find a job right now. I've already worked in like a really tough industry as it is this radio game. Uh, but I, everybody, everybody's tough right now. So I think it's cool that they're being creative, thinking outside the box and keeping that social distancing. Next story goes out to every single person that ordered a uh, rosé and cheesemé wine glass. Over in Long Island, they were doing these this wine fairies program. The, law, the wine fairies of Long Island are dusting local communities with kindness and happiness during the pandemic. Started this Facebook group idea, had 100 people, and then all of a sudden it grew to 32,000 people in less than two months. And for the last three and a half months, they've been bringing smiles and laughter to neighborhoods with gift packages. Pamela, who's the organizer, said, you just make a little package, wine, goodies, treats. You can do it anonymously if you want, or you can sign your name to it. We're all stuck at home with our children. Wine showing up to your doorstep to get you through the day. What's better than that? And after the beginning of this show, I can completely understand why any kind of alcohol showing up at your doorstep would be extremely beneficial. <laughs> And in that same fashion, we'll leave you with a made me laugh today with Michael McIntyre, okay? Listen, as a parent, I don't know the things that you have to go through. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me, okay? Because I don't have to experience it. To me, the worst possible thing is Chihuahua pooping on the carpet. But I get that I don't know. I don't get it. And there are people in this room who do have children. And there are people in this room who don't have children. <laughs> And the people who don't have children, um, they think they know, don't they? They think they know. <laughs> they know what it means to have children. Sometimes they chat about it, don't they? And they're little couples, you know, oh, I'd love to start a family one day with you. It'd be lovely. You'd make a really good dad. Oh, I think you'd be an amazing mum. So, wouldn't it be so lovely having little, little, little versions of you and me running around? I'd love to have a family. And you think you know what you're talking about. You have no idea. You have no idea what it's like. You have no idea how difficult, how difficult things will become in your life. Things that you don't even consider to be things will become nearly impossible when you have children. I'm talking about things like leaving the house, for example. <laughs> this is how people without children leave the house. Shall we leave the house? Yes. <laughs> this is how I leave the house almost every day. We're late! Why aren't you downstairs? Put your shoes on! I don't know where my shoes are! Put your shoes on! Go and find your shoes! Where did you see them last? On my feet! After that, get your shoes on! Come here, come here! Arms up, arms up, arms in, arms in, arms up, arms up, arms in! That's my wife, she's so tired, she can't dress herself. Huh? Arms in, what arms, darling? Where are we going? I want to go to bed. Where are we going, darling? Tony, you've got Lucas's shoes on your hands. I found your shoes, darling. You put your shoes on. Where's Ozzy? Come downstairs! We're late! Put your coat on. I don't want to wear my coat. <laughs> that video's in the show notes. You can go watch the whole entire thing. I love you. Thank you for letting us have another one of these shows, man. I just, everyone I get to post, I, I feel excited about, and I think we're growing, and I uh, appreciate everybody that's a part of a certified fans program. You're part of the Facebook community on there. It's just, it feels exciting. It feels good, and we're growing the show. It's getting bigger, and hopefully you think it's getting better, and uh, any feedback you have, you can always message me. I'm 
that guy Kramer on Instagram. You can text me, 888-Kramer8. Call us up. You can DM. You can email that guy Kramer, gmail.com. Literally, you can just, there's so many ways to get in touch with the show because I want to hear from you. I do. So uh, if you enjoyed the show today, would you mind leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts? That can really help us too. So, all right, that's it. That's it. I will see you tomorrow, okay? Hey, Kramer. It's Stephanie calling from Escondido. Um, I listened to your podcast today about the whole mama's boy thing. For me personally, it's not a bad thing. If their mothers teach them how to treat women right and people in general, then I don't see why that's a bad thing. Um, anyway, just wanted to give love your podcast and love what you're doing. Keep doing great. Love you forever. Bye. Hey, Kramer. It's Martha from Chula Vista. I just listened to the episode um, where we met your brother. I wanted to let you know that I'm interested. I want to hear more about him. And also, your family's not that crazy. I got a crazy family, so don't worry. You guys aren't that bad. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.